0: Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations.
1: Hi there, welcome back. In just a matter of days at the end of last week, more aspiring migrants disembarked on the small Italian island of Lampedusa than there are people actually living there. Staggeringly, the 6,000-strong population was hit with a virtually overnight influx of between 8 and 10,000 migrants from Tunisia. Commission chief Ursula von der Leyen has been heavily criticised for her recent deal with Tunisian president Caïs Syed. The deal, concluded in July, offers financial incentives to Tunisia in exchange for the latter's active engagement in stemming the flow of illegal migrants leaving its shores for Italy. But opponents query if the North African nation is best placed to be given such responsibility, given its context of declining democracy and allegations of human rights abuses. Our colleagues at RTBF have spoken to Eleonora Frasca, a research student at Belgian University UC Louvain who explains another problem with these kinds of deals with third
2: countries. People can be used as weapons, as threats. And when you put the issue of migration in the midst of such tense relationships, where there is no real agreement on how to manage migration, where there is no real agreement on how to resolve the problems of irregular migration, which, I repeat, is done through regular migration, it's as simple as that, then you expose yourself to blackmail. But you also lose credibility when you sign these kinds of agreements because it soon becomes clear that they are not respected and are difficult to monitor. Following the latest migrant
1: influx, President von der Leyen visited Lampedusa last weekend using the opportunity to present a new 10-point migration action plan. So, what's so new about this plan? Not much, says Estonian migration expert Kurt Valdaru to Kuku Radio.
0: It's rather declarative, at least in my view. For years, I have been hearing and reading about the solutions that need to be put in place, but how to do it. I haven't had an answer to that. There are plans to strengthen cooperation between European agencies so that they can give more support to Italy in what is happening at the border. Similarly, to support the departure of refugees from Lampedusa for relocation to other European member states. But we know that countries of the European Union are largely opposed to this. There is a desire to strengthen the work of the border guards, which is very important. And last but not least, to step up refugee work with international international United Nations organizations to help refugees arrive safely in Europe, or to resettle refugees in African camps directly from there to Europe. But we have no practical experience here either, because this year the majority of EU member states have failed to resettle a single person from Africa.
1: Lampedusa has certainly seen irregular arrivals skyrocket this year with some 114,000 landing on European soil through the so-called central route so far in 2023. This represents more than 70% of all irregular arrivals in the EU this year and is more than twice the number recorded in the same period last year. This said, Riccardo Maggi, secretary of Italy's More Europe Party, points out that these unusually high figures are still manageable if everyone plays their part. Maggi is speaking to Radio 24 in Milan.
0: All we need to do is bring another kind of objective to the European table, Namely, to not negotiate with a mafia regime. Because when you negotiate with mafia regimes like the Tunisian one, you find yourself in a blackmail dynamic. That is obvious. It's predictable. Instead, we need to obtain a commitment of solidarity from all member states. The arrivals of recent weeks, although significant, are absolutely sustainable if redistributed across a continent of half a billion inhabitants.
1: Even countries that have not traditionally seen high levels of migration are feeling increased pressure, as Mate Torka, Director General for Migration at Slovenia's Internal Affairs Ministry, explains to RTV Slovenia. The
0: fact is, Slovenia is indeed facing higher numbers than in previous years. This applies to both unauthorised border crossings and applications for protection.
1: According to police statistics, says RTV Slovenia, More than 36,000 migrants were picked up in the country in the first eight months of this year. This is more than double last year's figures. Slovenia's sole asylum centre is overflowing, with many migrants accommodated in hallways or in containers brought in to alleviate the situation. Despite the numbers, Torka explains that the vast majority of these migrants only pass through Slovenia, leaving the country before their asylum applications can be processed and the Slovenian government has clarified that it is not currently considering reintroducing controls at its border with Croatia, which recently joined the Schengen area. Denis Cialeta, an academic and chair of the board at Slovenia's Institute for Corporate Security Studies, tells our Slovenian partner station that a joint European approach is really the only way forward here.
0: It has once again become evident that Croatia's entry into the Schengen area was primarily a political decision, not a professional one. It is also clear that Croatia is unable to ensure adequate security at its external borders, which consequently results in a higher number of migratory flows into Slovenia. It is absolutely necessary to move towards cooperation. That is to say, that we should offer maximum assistance to Croatia because this is in Slovenia's strategic interest. The worst thing to happen would be a piecemeal approach, which could lead Austria and Italy to reintroduce stricter controls on their borders. This could lead Slovenia to become an isolated pocket, which is certainly not what we want. I would like to stress here that the solution to these problems lies in a common European approach, not only in terms of politics, but also in terms of the operational approach to solving these problems, as we know that no single country can solve them on its own.
1: Yet European solidarity is evidently crumbling in the face of rising immigration, and the bloc's migration policy is once again showing its limitations. For a start, while arrivals are flooding into countries in the south of Europe, it's the attraction of life in the more northerly countries that provides the primary pull countries such as Germany and France, both of which have indicated that they may close their borders to migrants. With the German president, Frank-Walter Steinmeier, recently announcing that Germany was at capacity, Berlin has suggested that they may finally introduce a long-debated annual cap on migrants and asylum seekers. AMS shares some soundbites from Thursday's debate in the Bundestag, which was requested by the far-right Alternative for Germany party, of whom Gottfried Curio is a member.
0: We say deportation creates security. Those who protect borders protect people.
1: Fellow MP Philip Amtor is a member of Ursula von der Leyen's centre-right CDU party. Even he is talking tough.
0: In Denmark, even the Social Democrats have now brought about a radical change of course, a deportation policy, consistent repatriation. In Sweden, access to the welfare state is limited by linking work permits to minimum income levels. France consistently rejects any further admission of refugees, particularly from Lampedusa, Italy, Austria, Greece. We could go on and on. Only Germany is driving the wrong way. In fact, let me be more precise. It is this coalition that is driving the wrong way
1: and in the opposite direction to the population. But not everyone in the Bundestag was singing from the same hymn sheet. The Greens' Marcel Emrich, for example, objected to the isolationist tone of Thursday's debate.
0: There is far too much talk about isolation and far too little talk about how we can turn the corner here through integration.
1: Migration is also, unsurprisingly, a hot topic in Poland in the run-up to the country's general election, where recent events could be seen as a gift to the incumbent anti-migration government. Poland's deputy PM and chair of the ruling Law and Justice Party, Jarosław Kaczynski, claims that the EU's migrant relocation mechanism threatens Polish security and actually encourages illegal migrants to make their way to Europe. Polski Radio reports.
0: Once before, Angela Merkel gave the go-ahead for a great march on Europe. And now, Miss von der Leyen is doing the same thing. Because announcing relocation under the threat of financial penalties simply tells people smugglers, people traffickers, as these are the terms that we must use to describe the situation, that it's business as usual, that this is still a practice worth engaging in.
1: While the Polish EU Affairs Minister, Szymon Szynkowski-Welsenk, goes one step further. He argues that EU countries should seal their borders out of concern for the migrants themselves.
0: If the borders of the European Union are sealed to such an extent that there is no longer this hope, one that is dangled in front of migrants, that the European Union is a land flowing with milk and honey, that here everyone is welcomed with open arms, then this practice will simply end. That is why this signal is so important. It is precisely for humanitarian reasons, and out of concern for those who are being exploited in this way, that we should say a very clear no, the borders of the European Union are closed. Then these people will stop being exploited by
1: criminals. But let's return to Eleonora Frasca in Belgium who fundamentally
2: disagrees. Preventing migration is a short-term solution that lacks foresight and does not reflect a positive vision of migration. Migration is a stable phenomenon that is part and parcel, yes, it's that simple, of humanity as a whole. And so we must reform our policies while trying not to send out the message that we are being invaded by migrants because that just polarises the issue And we can see this in all the electoral issues at play in member states' upcoming elections. But above all, it is a question of reaching agreement internally. When reforming their own laws, European countries need to reach agreement and not look elsewhere for solutions. And we see this a lot. Solutions are sought from our neighbours because we can't agree between us, because there is a lack of solidarity, a lack of cohesion, a lack of agreement. So that brings this week's Panorama podcast
1: to a close. Make sure you join us again next week.